This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, August 3rd, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. This week, the Boston Globe revealed that the TSA, the bane of the business traveler, has a secret surveillance program aimed at U.S. citizens on a watch list of unknown origin. Cato's Matthew Feeney discusses what we know and what we don't about the Quiet Skies program. How was this TSA program revealed? So this uh, program was revealed by the Boston Globe thanks to interviews with uh, federal air marshals and documents obtained uh, by the journalists working on the story. All right. So what are what is TSA trying to find out about us? So the story that the Boston Globe published has, uh, I suppose, less to do with uh, what the TSA is trying to find out about us and more about the kind of people that can end up uh, under uh, surveillance. Uh, when many people think of the TSA, they might think that, well, they uh, conduct screenings uh, at uh, check-in lines. Uh, but it turns out, of course, that they have uh, federal air marshals. Uh, and I think many Americans would be forgiven for thinking that these air marshals uh, tail uh, terror suspects. But under the so-called Quiet Skies program that Boston Globe revealed, uh, in fact, uh, thousands of, of Americans have uh, been followed despite not being on a terror watch list or having any kind of suspicion raised at all. All right. So we understand that uh, at least as far as courts are concerned, TSA operates more like meat inspectors than they do some sort of investigative police force. Um, but this seems to be more like investigating. So it sounds like that. But I suppose if you if you actually look at the uh, the kind of behaviors that these air marshals are tasked with uh, keeping an eye on, it's uh, it's rather interesting. Uh, so uh, TSA are asked to observe whether someone that they're tailing is rubbing their hands, has a strong body odor, or has a cold, penetrating stare. Uh, they also are noting if they've gained or lost weight, whether they checked baggage, used the lavatory, uh, and whether how they got picked up. And this is a... An interesting program, uh, not least because of the lack of suspicion, but also because air marshals themselves seem to think that this is a rather legally worrying program, uh, as well as a waste of taxpayer money. Uh, a number of air marshals uh, mentioned in the in the report uh, have uh, come forward and uh, raised issues. Some even seeking legal counsel, uh, and and one actually pointed out that a business executive who was tailed thanks to this program had done nothing except for travel to Turkey. Uh, the kind of criteria that someone has to meet in order to be followed uh, is uh, actually not revealed, uh, even to the air marshals conducting this kind of surveillance. And uh, a, a document that the Boston Globe put up with their report uh, from this TSA uh, states that the Quiet Skies rules uh, target specific travel patterns or affiliations, and then lists as an example uh, may target individuals who have spent a certain amount of time in one or more specific countries. So we know that Turkey seems to be uh, one of these countries, but uh, many Americans uh, travel to Turkey uh, for totally legitimate uh, business and tourist reasons. Uh, so it's a little worrying that uh, a, a tourist or business executive could be tailed by a air marshal, uh, despite having not been put on a terror watch list. Uh, one of the details that the Boston Globe uh, reports here, these are questions that uh, these uh, TSA agents are asked to answer. 
Uh, subject's appearance was different from information provided, and some of the options here are lost weight, gained weight, balding, graying, uh, hair length or style change, mm-hmm. goatee, visible tattoos, beard, mustache, um, altered experience, and then explain that, or clean shaven. So if somebody has shaved or grown a beard since they uh, got their, their traveling documents, that may might be a reason for suspicion. It seems like uh, once you've decided that somebody is worth tailing, um, a wide variety of behavior can put you in that category of let's keep tailing this person. Well, I think that one of the striking things about the report is that it seems that the air marshals themselves are quite in the dark when it comes to who they're tailing. So they are given a name and a photo uh, and a little bit of more information, but really not much. And they're told to follow this uh, these people and to catalog the kind of information that you just outlined. And uh, I think it was quite refreshing to read in the report how frustrated some of the air marshals seem to be with this, pointing out that it's a waste of taxpayer money, uh, talking about uh, the legal issues that they seem to have with the program. Uh, Because after all, we have to keep in mind that these are uh, American citizens who are being followed on domestic flights uh, who have not done anything that warrants a reasonable suspicion, uh, as best as we can tell. Uh, And and this, I think, really should concern uh, all Americans who travel. Uh, It's a shame that since 9-11, traveling within the United States and abroad has become a uh, a much more arduous process procedure than it used to be. And of course, after 9-11, there was a lot of talk of security. Uh, But I think it's fair to say that uh, in the the years since 9-11, the TSA has uh, increased uh, the amount of surveillance that it puts people under uh, and also uh, increased the invasiveness of some of its uh, security screenings. And uh, the Boston Globe, when when writing the report, uh, the reporters there mentioned that the TSA wasn't able to cite uh, an instance when this specific program was able to thwart a terrorist attack. Uh, so I think when, when considering this program, we should keep it in uh, the broader context, which is the ramp up of surveillance uh, when it comes to traveling in the sky. Yeah, the report says that, uh, and this is a quote, agency documents show there are about 40 to 50 quiet skies passengers on domestic flights each day. On average, air marshals follow and surveil about 35 of them. So um, we don't have any idea how one earns a place on this list. Right. Uh, There seems to be uh, a lot of ambiguity when it comes to that. Uh, And that's not just uh, you and me, Caleb, who are in the dark, but it also seems as if um, some air marshals are also in the dark here. Uh, and it's it's very concerning that it seems as if uh, certain kinds of travel to countries uh, is enough for you to qualify for the Quiet Skies program. Uh, as I previously mentioned, there are many, many legitimate reasons to visit uh, to visit countries, including Turkey. So that, that should worry anyone who wants to go to at least that country, and I'm sure many others, uh, for legitimate tourist or business reasons. And uh, there's no way for an individual who is on that list to find out whether or not they are. This is, you know, in some ways it's uh, similar to the list of people who were simply prohibited from flying for uh, some period of time and had no idea how they ended up on that list. Right. Uh, there are a number of uh, watch lists that the, the federal government has that can really hamper uh, people's 
travel, uh, especially if, uh, you know, it's bad enough if you end up on this list if you haven't uh, done anything wrong. But uh, getting off lists like this can sometimes be very difficult. Uh, and I, I think the, the TSA needs to be asked very, uh, very hard questions. Uh, namely, uh, is this contributing to uh, obtaining terrorism convictions? Uh, is it a necessity? Uh, and also, what are the rubrics under which someone can be put on this list? Uh, and I hope also that they'll be pressed on how someone can get off it if they found out that they have been tailed by an air marshal. We should expect some legal action on this soon. I suppose it's uh, too early to to say. Uh, the Boston Globe does quote the uh, the ACLU, which uh, is a organization that is not shy of legal fights, of course. So it certainly wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but at the moment, I'm not aware of uh, any American citizen knowing for a fact that they have been on this uh, list. So I, I think we may have to wait until uh, we find someone uh, who's been a target of this so that a case can be built. Matthew Feeney directs the Cato Institute's project on emerging technologies. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 